You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. My days get so mixed around because I record my podcast normally for Tuesdays, but then I record my radio show ahead, a day ahead. So I just sat, sat down to do this and it's Monday, but I have to record it for Tuesday because we're going out to dinner but obviously it gets released on Wednesday. So I sat down and I was like, wait, I just recorded my radio show for Tuesday, but what day is it right now? Hard to keep track of. Let me just tell ya. It's Monday. And this weekend was my sister-in-law's and also my sister's birthday. So we had like a little party, but I'll get to that. But anyways, we've been doing this thing with my sister-in-law, my brother and Brett and I, where we just take, we just all go out to dinner for like a birthday just because it's easier. These days it's hard to find gifts. What do you buy that they don't already have that they haven't bought for themselves? So we've just been doing this little little thing where we go to dinner. My brother, we t- <laughs> this my brother got the shit end of the stick with this too. So they took me to Macoonies obviously for my birthday cuz that's what I love. And then Next was my brother's birthday, and we tried to take him to this, uh, like, teppanyaki, like, hibachi place in Atomis that I talked about, I'm sure. And then we ended up going to get food at Bombay instead, and then my brother got food poisoning. <laughs> and then it's not funny, but it's just – and then my, we, then my, we they took – me and Brett for Brett's birthday to Morton's and now we're going to take them to Camden tomorrow but it's just funny because it's like we got to go to all these places that we want to go to we tried to take my brother someplace and he ended up getting food poisoning so anyways we are doing that tomorrow so obviously I have to record my podcast today because I'm not going to have enough time to do all of it tomorrow on Tuesdays I'm in my office till like 9 p.m. so obviously not going to fly tomorrow so I'm doing it today which kind of sucks because um, Dancing with the Stars is on tonight, which I don't anticipate Brett letting me watch or watching with me, and I'm not going to stay up to watch it after he goes to sleep, so it's likely that I wouldn't have been able to talk about it tomorrow anyways, um, but also I'm going to have to get used to, what's, was it Matt's season that was on on Tuesday nights, which was super annoying? I noticed that Michelle's promos and all the pictures she's been posting, she's been saying Tuesday nights. So this upcoming season of The Bachelorette is going to be on Tuesday nights, too, which was so inconvenient for my life before. And I just don't know what I'm going to do about it. ABC, to coincide with my podcast, it's not working for me. You having it on any other night besides Monday. So if you could please reconstruct your um, schedule, that would be great because it's not happening. So um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to recap Dancing with the Stars or Batch in Paradise, which I haven't been watching live anyways. I realize that delaying my watching Bachelor in Paradise, and I haven't really been talking about it on the podcast, I didn't really touch on the whole Brendan Piper thing and how like crazy that was and how much of a master manipulator he is. It's crazy because it's crazy because I just said crazy about five times in a row. But I really liked him when he was on Tasha's season and I really felt like he was genuine and he genuinely left the show because he didn't feel ready. But now I think that everything that comes out of his mouth is just complete and utter bullshit. And I also wonder what his ex-wife is thinking watching all of this, because remember, Brendan was married before and got a divorce. And that's what him and Tasha kind of bonded over. So I wonder what she, what her opinions are on all of this, because I'm assuming they didn't leave things on great terms just based off of how he handled the Natasha Piper situation. But also he issued that apology where he just ran. I couldn't even watch it. 
super monotone ranted at the camera. No emotion. Didn't blink for seven minutes saying that Natasha didn't deserve. Oh, yeah. No shit. Natasha didn't deserve it. That he was immature. Yeah. No kidding. Seven minutes. No one is. I mean, no one cares, Brendan. You've already you've already done the damage. The damage is done. He had the upwards of like 360,000 followers on Instagram, which him and Piper were talking about on Bachelor in Paradise, how much their followers have gone up and how he was already being featured in Us Weekly since he had entered Paradise. Paradise, Like, it's disgusting. Um, And now he's dropped way below. He's lost over 100,000 followers. I unfollowed him. I used to think he was cute, but not anymore. It's crazy how personality can really make or break it. And his personality fucking stinks. And I want to know, obviously, him and Piper are probably still together because they had like after the first episode aired where they were, you know, pulling all that bullshit. They both posted pictures along with captions that just like put salt in the wound. And then they, you know, changed their caption, deleted their pictures altogether and then issued apologies. Like I thought that they they thought they were going to get more clout or recognition for being the bad guys. And sometimes that does happen. Sometimes people do root for the villain, but not in this case at all. And I also wonder what Joe, Dr. Joe, thought after watching last week's episode where he was all about Natasha until hearing that she was talking to Joe and then he kind of like cold shouldered her. I was like, what the fuck was that all about? So I wonder if he went back and watched it and felt bad for the way that he treated her. I just don't. That Brendan thing, man, that really. And Piper, too. I really liked her in Matt's season. I thought that she was like genuine. I thought that I didn't like how she left Matt after he sent her home. I felt like that was immature, but I liked her otherwise. I just, man, cutthroat. I just don't understand how someone can be so convincingly nice. And it came out that Brendan had like a, he wants to be an actor. He had like a reel up on YouTube that not going to lie was actually pretty good. I watched it. Not that I'm like it, know what to look for, but it, he seemed like a pretty convincing actor. So hopefully, you know, all this publicity, they say no publicity, all publicities. What is it? There's no such thing as bad publicity. I don't know what the saying is, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I already feel like Paradise is pretty far along, although it also isn't at the same time. I'm not really like loving any of the couples right now. Serena and Grocery Store Joe. Yeah, I like them. I feel like they're both quirky, but I feel like she's really young. I feel bad for Kendall. They showed pictures or videos of Kendall and Ivan making out, but we got no other context to go with that. I really don't like um, Noah and Abigail. I think that's the most random couple in life. I just don't, I don't really, I can't think of who else there is. I just don't really love anyone. Oh, I like Tia. Oh, yeah, the guy that they sent in for her, or not for her, but she ended up going on the date with. I like that couple. I like him and I like her. I'm just like, no one's really screaming out to me. Like, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to watch Paradise tonight for this. It just doesn't. And I think it's because they sprinkled all new people into this season. Like, I need some older people. Like, yeah, we have Becca and we have grocery store Joe, but I need more. Like you really just bombarded us us with like 50 people from the last three seasons when I like more of a variety. So 
In response to last week's episode, wondering where I got my food from, a couple people sent me articles on things called ghost kitchens, where companies use, you know, big commercial kitchens to make food and then deliver it through delivery apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates. So there's a number of them in bigger cities. And so I, I guess um, my friend Courtney sent me an article about how Buca de Beppo is a ghost kitchen, maybe not here, but definitely in New York. And um, so I I have no clue where my pizza came from, but it came from a ghost kitchen, which acts as like a brick and mortar for a store that doesn't actually have a store and allows them to use the kitchen to cook things. So that's pretty cool. If I do say so myself Um, over the weekend, like I said, we had a birthday party for my sister, my sister and my brother's wife. They both have the same birthday. So we threw them like a little surprise thing. We decorated it with cats for my sister and birds for my sister-in-law because they love cats and birds. And everyone just had a nice time. There was some sushi. We had some drinks. Great. My computer volume is on. Um, And we had like a lot of laughs. Like it was a really good vibe. Everyone was in a really good mood. Um, When I was little, my mom and my dad used to call me stinky toes. I don't know why. Well, at least I'd like to think I don't know why. You'd think that the answer to that is pretty obvious. Stinky toes. Um, And I know that as a child, my were stinky. I think it was just like a term of endearment later on in life. Like when my dad would take me to the skating rink, you guys, my feet, I don't know what it was, would sweat so bad in those skates. Cause I was like, you know, really going for it that he would make me put like powder, like stench powder in my skates when they pick, if whether it was my dad picking us up from the skating rink, my friend Summer's parents, my friend Kayla's parents, everyone made me put, everyone had to get Everyone was allowed to put their skates inside the car. I had to put mine in the trunk and there was always powder in the back so I could sprinkle powder in to my skates to get them to not smell. And the next time we go skating, I'd put my my foot in and a puff of smoke would come out of them. So later on in life, my feet actually did stink. They don't stink now. I don't know if that was just like an adolescent thing, like a thing when you're going through puberty. Anyways, this is embarrassing. So Everyone used to call me Stinky Toes. My brother, my sister, it was just like a term of endearment. So we're at my, we're at the party and my brother, we, everyone's taking pictures. So we're all like flip-flopping. Oh, I want to take pictures with this person. And my brother goes, I want to take pictures. I want to take a picture with Stinky Toes. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I go over, I run right over to him and I put my arm around him and I'm getting ready to take a picture with him. And I like settle in and um, he's laughing And I look around the room and his daughter's there, who he calls Stinky Toes. It graduated from me to her. And in that moment, I realized that he did not want to take a picture with just me and him. Because why would he? Like, we already took a picture of me, him, and our sister. Um, No, he wanted to take a picture with his daughter. So I am literally, like, dying laughing when I realize this. And so is he. Because I'm like, oh, oh, not me? Not me? Oh, you didn't mean me? Oh, what's this? And we're cracking up in the pictures that were taken in the moment when I realized that he wasn't talking about me are so funny. Um, like best moment of the night. I'll put it up at what the Chuck podcast so you can see. I was like, my eyes were stinging. I was laughing. So everyone was laughing so hard. Um, it was just a really good night. And then my sister and I came home. We had this whole plan. We were going to go to the party because she knew that her and my sister-in-law, they knew that some, that we were getting together, but they didn't know there was going to be like, you know, decorations and stuff like that for them. So the whole plan was we were going to go to the get together and then we were going to come home because obviously we can't stay out super late because of Benny. So we're going to come home and we were going to watch a couple episodes of the, the circle and just chill out on the couch. I was dead. It's hard to do things on a Saturday after I'd work after I've worked all week and then I work on Saturday 
And then I like I was so tired. I didn't even I fell asleep during a good portion of the episode. So I felt so bad because I'm like, yeah, let's go home. We're going to get in comfy clothes and watch TV all night. No, no, I did not make it. And then the next day we got up and we took my sister to Bacon and Butter because she had never been. I every time I want to go to Bacon and Butter, it sounds like a great idea. And the food is bomb. I was full up until lunchtime today. Like you are not hungry for a full 24 hours after you eat bacon butter, which I don't understand. So all three of us got the eggs, the grilled cheese Benedict. My sister was going to get the French toast, but last minute she decided to get the Benedict, which I feel like is their staple. So I was happy that she decided to swerve on on the French toast and get the get the eggs Benedict. So all three of us getting the, end up getting the eggs Benedict. She gets it with fruit and Brett and I get it with potatoes. I don't know why I get it with potatoes. I don't like potatoes. I get it. I do this every time and then I get them and I'm like, why the fuck did I order these? Because then I eat a few and I'm not even enjoying it. So anyways, we all get the eggs Benedict and it comes. I don't eat any of the potatoes. I eat half of the Benedict and I felt like I was going to puke. I felt like I was up to my eyeballs in food like until I went to bed last night. Like Brett was like, what are we having for dinner? I was like, dinner? What are we having for dinner? Nothing is what we're having for dinner. I don't understand how half of a grilled cheese Benedict can fill me up all day. Houseway. Yet the night before I threw down like 85 pieces of sushi. Literally, I was like throughout the night. Is anyone going to eat? Nope. Trying to test the waters. Has everyone has everyone gotten food? Just trying to look like I'm caring. Like, does anyone need me to get him anything? Just trying to test it out to see if anyone was going to go back for sushi so I could go back and get more sushi because there's nothing that I love more than a sushi buffet and I never get the opportunity to go ham. So I was trying to eat all the sushi. Anyways, <clears throat> I could eat a million pieces of sushi and not get full, but I eat half of a grilled cheese Benedict and I feel like I'm going to die. How does that happen? Anyways, and then we came home. I was going somewhere with this. Oh, we came home. My sister ended up leaving. And then Brett and I tried to watch Malignant or something. The new scary movie that's on HBO Max. We tried to watch it last weekend and I wanted no part of it. I don't like scary movies and it looks super cheesy from the gate. So I was talking to my sister-in-law about it and she was like, we started to watch it at home too. And your brother was like, I'm so happy we didn't go to the theaters to watch this. She's like, but then there's a really, there's a twist and it's really good. So I told Brett that. So after my sister left, we sat down on the couch and we watched it. And there was a twist and it was better than I was expecting. But it's, why are scary movies so cheesy? I, Summer and I, my best friend Summer and I, back in the day, we used to love scary movies. Like we were obsessed with them. The Exorcist, we loved The Ring. I used to call her, what was the, Samara, Sumatra. I used to call her that sometimes and she would really piss her off. I, we used to love them. And I, what I, from what I remember, they were really good. Maybe not The Exorcist, but I remember The Ring being really good, really realistic. Now, would I go back and watch it now? No. I was just talking to my friend Aaron about how there's all these movies from back in the day that, oh, we were talking about The Burbs. And I'm like, I wouldn't go back and watch that now, though, because I wouldn't like it as much. Like, it would be ruined for me. So the same thing here. I don't know if I would, I don't even remember what movie I was talking about. What was I just talking about? Oh, The Ring. I want to go back and watch it to see if I would still like it, but I just don't want to ruin it for myself because I don't think it would still be good. I feel like there's just no good scary movies. I kind of like The Conjuring movies, but scary movies, like, why can't we get good actors in scary movies? Like, why is it all these people that I've never heard of before that are not very good? Like, why can't they just be better? Anyways, riddle me this. I've been really gearing up for... The fall, winter. I have a shoe problem. 
And what I mean by that is I never know what shoes to wear. I never have good shoes to wear with outfits. And last winter, fall, I remember go, whenever the episode where I went to the bar, where I went to go watch Bachelor at Smicks, and I remember I met up with my friends, Kristen, Anna, and then their friends, um, and I was, it was like getting cold, and I, it was like cro- the crossover season. It was would have been around this time of year. And I wore je- like crop jeans, a sweatshirt, and like, flip-flops or like sandals and I knew it was bad but we were about to approach the season and I was just like conflicted on what shoes to wear and that's always how I am like booties I feel like not all booties look good on me I have converse but eh. and so I noticed that night a year ago that they were all wearing vans and I've never really thought twice about vans but ever since I zoned in on all of them wearing vans I've noticed that a lot of people wear vans and they wear them with dresses like they dress them up and they dress them down vans so I bought a pair over the weekend and they're sitting in my closet and I they, I feel like they look so stupid on me. I just feel like shoes, I feel like shoes just don't look good on me. Is that weird for me to feel like no shoes look good on me? So I bought a pair and I'm excited to wear them this upcoming season. I'm excited to finally hide my toenail, which is like halfway grown back. I feel like by the time we approach summer, we're going to be good, which I guess is the timeline a year. But um, I just need to know what kind of shoes people are wearing these days because I cannot find good shoes to save my life. And I've brought this up in more conversations than I need to. Like, what shoes should I wear to people that honestly probably do not give a fuck? I brought it up to my friend Kaylin twice now. (laughs) But I just don't know what fucking shoes to wear. Why are shoes such a hard thing for me? You know what? I really wish that I could get over the knee boots that were loose. I have a wide foot. And right now my legs are fat. Get over it. But anyways, I do have a wide foot. When I was little, my dad used to have to get me um, like we used to, he used to always take me to the shoe store and be like, she has a really wide foot. So if we can get your custom whatever, I don't know. Embarrassing. I was embarrassed. I haven't felt that embarrassment in a long time because now my my foot really fits into any shoes except for my friend Amber has an online boutique, Danny Nicole. And I ordered some slides from her recently because I had a credit from something that I returned. Anyways, got them. I can't even get all five of my toes into this shoe. Like it is so slim and slick. So I don't know if, um, I don't know if this is just like my problem with boots. It's just made for a smaller leg, but I can't find any boots that are loose around the knee, which is what I would love. Brett, Brett bought me some really expensive boots a couple years ago for Christmas and they're so nice, but they're tight around my calf. And I don't like that. Like they're nice boots, but my leg is too big. So if anyone knows where I could find some loose boots or what sh- what the fall shoe trend is going to be, help me out because I am actually clueless. Um, Brett, last week after the podcast came out, went outside in the backyard, took like a pool floaty, I think, and started hitting the trees and the fence um, to try to find the cricket because it got so cool last week. Like there was no excuse to not have the windows open. And um, people thought it was the cricket thing was really funny. I didn't realize it was going to be such a big focal point of last week's podcast, but it stopped. It didn't stop after he hit things. It still went on that night, but I I don't know. Maybe it heard us talking. Maybe someone told it about my podcast because it shut up. Thank God. Watch it be out there tonight. But obviously, it's also just not one cricket. Like there's crickets everywhere. Oh, when I worked at Citibank on Alhambra, there was a certain time of year. I feel like it was probably when it got warm where we would open the branch that morning and there would be like 20 crickets all over the floor. So as you can imagine, um, I was freaked and I would make Chris kill them and which was 
really like the only reason I was nice to him. And then that never lasted long. Like I'd be like, Chris, there's a cricket, but I'd just been mean to him all morning. So the only reason that I was nice to him on certain days was so he would pick up the crickets that were all over the branch. So I, I realized that there's not just like one cricket on a whim in our backyard. They're literally everywhere. And one goes, we could get another one. Or, you know, that could have been multiple crickets that we were hearing. I don't know. But in either way, now that we've zoned in on it, we can't zone out of it. Like we've heard it. And so now every night we open the window. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> my microphone. This is why I'm so uncomfortable right now. You guys have no idea. My entire thing. Oh, no, has fallen over. Our pets heads are falling off. I'm not comfortable here. My back has been killing me lately. And I think it's a combination of I'm just hit. It's a combination of me sitting here all day, but now me sitting here even longer and hunching over to do more radio shows, more recording. Um, it's the worst, but I don't really think that my problem would be solved. You know, how I said earlier a couple podcasts ago that I wanted to get like a desk with like a knit for my couch where I could. I, some people sent me suggestions, but I just don't know in what instance I wouldn't be hunched over a counter. Oh, it's bad. And now my the whole mic just fell because I rolled over the cord, which great. I'm going to ruin the microphone and be forced to buy another one. Um, update on healthy hounds. Benny did not like the quinoa recipe. So we went back to get him more beef and sweet potato and he like kind of eats it. But it's I mean, he is doing the same thing that he does with ever every food and that he's just lost interest in it. Now, if we don't mix the kibble, whoa, fucking hell, if we don't mix the kibble with it, he's about it. But if we mix the kibble. He just doesn't he doesn't want it. So I don't know if we're just going to have to like let him get super hungry to the point where he eats. And then eventually, if we do that long enough, he's going to learn that that's. He might as well just eat because that's the outcome. We still haven't been giving him anything else, but he's just not interested in it. And then I was thinking, like, maybe he's just not hungry for the amount of times that we're feeding him. We're giving him two cups of kibble with, like, some healthy hounds mixed into it every day. Two cups of kibble twice a day. So four cups of kibble every day, which is recommended based off of his weight. But maybe he's just not that hungry. I mean, he's healthy. He's thick. And he gets exercise and he has energy. So maybe, maybe he's just, his appetite isn't the best. I don't know. I don't know how worried I should be about it, but it takes up so much of our life. This weekend, Brett was getting frustrated because he wasn't eating. And then we waste, he bought a bigger bag of the healthy hounds. It was like 25 bucks or whatever for, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, we've just been mixing little by little. But, you know, we wasted some because it was sitting out because he wouldn't eat it. And it's frustrating because we've wasted a lot. Over the past, I don't know, five months this has been going on, I would say. How, when did we get him? February. Maybe not five months, but it's been going on for a little while. I'm just glad that we haven't fucked his stomach up by switching foods all the time. Because I feel like we're almost like, you know, they say if you give kids like a variety of foods when they're young, they won't be picky eaters. I know that people say you shouldn't be switching your pet food all the time, but I also know that there's some people that are like, my dog has a very sensitive stomach. He can't even smell salt or he can't even smell blueberries without getting gassy. Like, I'm glad that that's not Benny or maybe it is. We've totally fucked his stomach up and that's why he's not eating. I mean, it's a toss up. If only he could fucking talk. 
Last week I was show prepping and I'm always looking for things that are um, funny that I can use across both station social media pages. And there's a winery in Napa, like not an actual like full blown winery, but a I mean, the word winery, it's like they make wine. Um, So I think some people were confused and thought it was an actual facility you can go to, but I don't believe it is. Anyways, it's called Just the Tipsy. So this guy and all of his friends um, were sitting around talking about their all their wives and their bachelorette parties and how they loved like dicks, like there was blow up dicks, penises, penis straws, penis everything. And how um, it would be such a smart business venture to create a wine bottle that was specific for bachelorette parties. Um, And he did it in a very uh, aggressive way. He created Just the Tipsy, which is a bottle of rosé that's shaped like a penis. And it's like specifically targeted for women in bachelorette parties. And I want it so freaking bad. I just think it's hilarious. The rosé looks the right color. doesn't look too dark, so I have a feeling it actually might be pretty good. And I'm just all for great marketing, which I feel like this is. Anyways, I posted this on my social media. I try. I do realize that a lot of you follow all three pages and then plus my podcast. It's a lot. That's four pages of the same content sometimes. So I really try just to like spread it out to the station pages and I try to mix it up a little bit. Some things I do cross over, but I try to rarely post on the station pages in my personal. But this was just too good. I had to post it everywhere. And the response that I got on all the pages, um, yeah, I was right in posting it everywhere because people fucking loved it. So I want to order it. I just feel like I would need a special occasion to order it. And I don't know what that occasion is. So if someone could have a bachelorette party and invite me, I'll bring the dick rosé. Put me down for the dick rosé. Um, Love Island. I, my friend Amanda keeps telling me something big is happening. First, she said episode 55 is when it happens. Well, episode 55 has come and gone. I'm on episode 58 now. Nothing's happened. So I texted her last night. I was like, Amanda, are you playing tricks on me? Are you just trying to get me to keep watching? She's like, I just looked and it's actually episode like 61. I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Because we're coming to an end. I can't wait to finish Love Island because I want to start something else. I want to start Ted Lasso. I kind of want to watch the the morning show. We need to rewatch Money Heist. I want to rewatch Yellowstone. There's a lot of other things that we need to get to. And Love Island is taking up a lot of our time. So I'm ready to wrap it up and be done. And if it wasn't for this big thing coming, I honestly think that I would quit right now because in my head, what else could possibly happen? But my friend Amanda said, wait it out and it's worth it. And you know what? I'm about to just skip to episode 61 because I can't handle all this in between. It's just getting so boring right now. So boring. Hannah Ann, you know, from Peter season, she was a model before she was on The Bachelor, as most of these girls and guys are. And she had done some like pictures that um, like Downy or Bounty or that laundry detergent ended up using. And she signed a contract from like 2017 to 2019 for them to use this image of her on laundry detergent. And they're still using it. It's still being told at sold at Walgreens and Target. And I've seen this particular packaging a number of times and I've never once realized that was Hannah Ann. So the fact that she's flattering herself, um, she's offended because one of the campaigns that's being used with her image is for stinky laundry. And she's upset that her images are being used um, in the same hands as something that stinks. I forget what her like exact quote was, but it was fucking ridiculous and I've never once gone to Target and been like oh that's 
Hannah Ann. Oh, it says stinky. She must really stink. Like, what the fuck? Get over yourself. You should be happy. I mean, of course, they should pay you. If the contract ended, then you should extend it. But you um, going to the paparazzi or news sources and saying that you're offended because they're using the tagline of something that has to do with stinky, get real. Get an actual grip, Hannah Ann. No one realizes it's you, first of all. And no one is looking at the term stinky and thinking that they must have used a stinky person on the packaging. Why would they not? Get real. Get a grip and get real. Um, other than that, you guys, you know what I'm about to talk about. Oh, no. One of the first things I wrote down. Oh, my goodness. OK. Oh, my God. This morning woke up and it was announced that the U.S. is going to allow England into the country starting in November. Oh, my goodness. Never been so happy to hear news in my life, especially because I just found out recently I'm definitely not going to be able to take Christmas off like we I've been stressing myself out over who's going to watch Benny over Christmas. People that I know that watch animals and stuff are probably going to already be booked. Well, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to take time off, not because I'm not going to have it available. But by the time my vacation becomes available to me, there's not going to be time off at work available for me to take. Like how it works is kind of weird. And my supervisor isn't in charge of like vacation. It goes to like a department. That decides your anyways, it's a whole mess. I could take all this time explaining into you, but it's moot. So we aren't going to be able to go for Christmas. And I was feeling really guilty about that. I told Brett that he could go by himself. And he was like, no, I'm not going to go without you. But I just I feel bad. Like all this time, his parents can't come and we can't go. And now we're finally able to travel. And I'm my new job is the reason that I'm not able to go. Like it just it sucks. It seems like there's always a roadblock. So I wasn't we haven't really talked about it. It's kind of awkward just because I feel I feel really guilty, even though it's not my fault. So this morning we woke up and there was news that, you know, Joe Biden was going to allow people from the UK into the United States starting in November. So Brett's parents are going to plan to come around Thanksgiving time. And then I think we're going to plan to go sometime at the beginning of the year when I'm able to get, you know, consecutive like a whole week off or something like that. So we're making progress, but I'm just so excited that we finally got news that his parents can come because you guys I don't know if I've really talked about it on this podcast but Brett is someone that would see his mom like three times a day like he was over there all the time it is absolutely absurd that by the time we see them it will have almost been two years like we were talking like I'm not kidding there probably hasn't been a day before Brett moved here that went by that he didn't see her every day like there was not a break in days unless he was on vacation and even since he's been out here we've gone there twice a year they've come here sometimes three times a year so we've seen them a lot it's crazy that they've never seen where we live. I mean, we haven't seen them in two. Imagine not seeing someone for two years that you're used to seeing every single day. Can't imagine. And I feel like sometimes Brett thinks I'm not sympathetic to it. I can't I cannot put myself in his shoes because I have a different relationship with my parents. Whereas Brett saw his family every single day. I don't see my dad every day. Like I go over there a couple times a month. Like we sometimes like this past month has been so busy. He just texted me today and asked if they if we want their wine opener because they got a new one. And I'm like, yes, because ours is broken. He was like, OK, I have a big stack of mail here for you. I have some pictures. I have the wine opener. And I was like, OK, things are going to start to slow down this month. And, I, and then I texted. And by this month, I mean October. And he just like ha ha me back. Um, but I just like I, it's not that I don't. We just have everyone has different relationships. And so I don't see my parents every day. Would it still be hard to be apart? Obviously. But I don't have that like close I, I'm not not sympathetic to Brett I I understand it's just different so I totally understand how hard it's been for him I've seen it affect him 
in multiple different ways. Um, and so I'm excited that we finally have light at the end of the tunnel. But I almost like don't want to get too excited because every time we've gotten excited, like there's been probably five or six times where we thought for sure we were going to be able to see them and we haven't. And so I'm like, please don't let things fall through this time. Anyways, I'm just so excited. The more Monday morning we woke up, I think we were both in bad moods. Um, and then that just kind of like made our day. It's just really exciting that we're finally going to get the opportunity. And then like it's going to be around Thanksgiving time. So yeah, I'm sure flights are going to be so expensive for them to try to come here because there's been so many people that have been separated through this. So everyone's thinking that's going to be able to travel here finally. Oh, we'll go for Thanksgiving. So yeah, celebration today when we got that news. Um, Obviously next I want to move on to Gabby Petito. Isn't it crazy that just like Four or five episodes ago, I was talking about my friend Kaylin and how she's so brave because she travels by herself and she goes camping. And I was talking about how she goes to this one specific place. I feel like she goes every year and it's Tetons National Park. And that's where all this shit took place. So last week when I recorded, I was seeing Gabby's face reposted. I just wasn't really like looking into it yet, you know? And then it wasn't until the dash cam video came out that was an hour and 17 minutes long. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to read a little bit about this and I'm going to like, you know, immerse myself into this, this case. And so I sat down and I watched the dash or the body cam video of the police I, in Utah, where I don't know, I don't, rem, I don't really know. That's the thing about this. I don't really know. There's like Instagram accounts that are mapping out where they were and the timelines and the dates. I'm a little foggy on the dates. I know that she was last seen the last week of August, and it was around the time that the police pulled them over. And then her parents reported her missing on September 11th after not hearing from her for for a while, and she was constantly checking in with them. And then also um, the last text that she had sent her parents didn't sound like her. And so they reported her missing on September 11th. And so Brian, her fiance or whatever, came home to Florida and cleaned out a storage unit that had their stuff in it. I don't know if it was just her stuff or their stuff combined. Anyways, there's all these like moving. I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces, but at the same time, they're really isn't. So Gabby's body, you know, wasn't recovered. It was like if anyone had any footage or had any leads and it was all thanks to these YouTubers that were a part of hashtag van life and they were editing footage and they noticed a white van on the side of the road and they were able to, they posted, they also submitted it to law enforcement. And this video has been slowed down. And in the video, if I mean, there's one Instagram account that I follow that slowed it down so fucking slow. And for like a millisecond, you can see someone off to the side of the van. It looks like they're digging. And then also Gabby's shoes are on the back of the van, which is just so creepy or on the ground next to the back of the van. And it was because of this video being submitted that they, you know, looked in that area and it was around that area that they discovered her body. So and and from the reports that I've seen, obviously, the the news is going to embellish it to make it look as dramatic as possible. But the news that I was the news coverage that I was watching of it yesterday said that if this video hadn't have been turned in, this is an area where they would have never looked. And they said they likely would have never found her body if it wasn't for that video. So everyone's out here like, oh, people are too invested in their phones and social media and everyone needs to unplug and enjoy nature and enjoy the great outdoors. 
Thank fucking God these people weren't unplugged. Thank God they were plugged in and got that footage because this is the reason that Gabby's body's been confirmed now. Obviously not 100% because they have to do the DNA testing, which I believe that they're doing on Tuesday, but looks like her tattoos, identifying marks. Yeah, I mean, it's basically her. And so... Today, the new developing thing is this 911 tape that's come out. So if you haven't seen the body cam video, basically the police pull them over. The van's going super fast um, and also swerving. So in the beginning of the video, you hear the officer say that he could potentially be pulling this person over. Sorry, I need to adjust myself for drinking and driving. And he lights him up and then finally they pull over and he goes over to the window and Gabby, who literally looks like 19 years old, I believe she's like 22 or 23 is hysterical. She's crying. She's upset. And Brian is what what appears to me just nervous. He just seems nervous when he gets pulled over as anyone would be. He's rambling and he's talking in circles and he's kind of stuttering. And the police officer separates them. He takes Gabby over towards his truck or his car and he gets details from her. And she just basically says, you know, I'm OCD and he gets mad at me. But, you know, he got into the he got into the van and he was dirty. So I was cleaning and he just like got upset with me and we started arguing. But from the gates, she said that she like hit him, like she became frustrated and she hit him. And then they go, she he puts her in the car and the air conditioning and they go over to Brian and Brian kind of says the same thing. He just says, you know, I was trying to get her to stop hitting me. And so I like kind of pushed her away and. This whole time I've kind of been thinking like before they found her body, I feel like he didn't give me murder vibes. Isn't it crazy to think about how you could be with someone that could murder you? I mean, I don't mean to get dark here, but do you think, do you think Gabby knew that that could have potentially happened to her? Like, do you think that you get those vibes when you're with someone like that? Like, I I obviously know that there's people that are in abusive relationships that, you know, feel trapped and can't get out. But I'm talking about, do you believe that you could be with someone that leads a perfectly normal life like um who's the guy not scott peterson because i don't believe that he that's a story for another day who's the guy um chris watts did she think that she was living with someone that could potentially murder her like i think about that whenever these highly publicized cases come about do are there instances where you know that you're in an abusive relationship and you know that that could potentially happen but on the other hand of that are there instances where you're with someone and you truly have no clue what they're capable of isn't that frightening i didn't get murder vibes from brian obviously it didn't look good he came back without gabby cleaned out their storage unit wouldn't talk to the police didn't know where she was wouldn't say where she was at least god didn't know where she was because she he obviously did know where she was and then he flees he goes missing he goes on the run obviously it didn't look good but the impression that i got was that like I don't know. They said that they both don't drink. They both don't do anything like that. But my initial thought was like, you know, they're out in wilderness. Maybe they were doing some drugs, doing some LSD, some ecstasy, and like something happened. Maybe they got in an argument and he pushed her and like she fell off a cliff. I did read a couple of her Instagram captions and she was talking about how they have to climb. They love being barefoot and how they have to climb through these really dangerous like peaks and valleys. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a nature person. So she was just talking about how some of the places that they were traveling to were dangerous. So maybe they got in an argument and he pushed her. She pushed him and she lost her balance. And he seems like the real jumpy type. Just like he's just like, hey, 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 hey. Like he just seems like he's on one. So I'm like, maybe 
he got nervous and knew that it would look bad. So he just freaked and came home and told his parents, which made them an accessory. And so that's why they were hiding him and also not talking to the police. Like something just seemed amiss. I didn't think at first that he straight up murdered her because he just didn't seem like the aggressor. It's kind of pointless watching the hour 17 minute dash cam because it's kind of just back and forth. They blur a lot of things out. And then in the end, nothing happens. They were going to cite her for They were going to cite her because they couldn't discriminate. It doesn't matter if it's a, a male attacking a female or a female attacking a male. The law is the law. And they were going to cite her and separate them. She was going to have to go in court. He was going to have to show up and say whether or not he wanted to press charges. And that didn't end up happening. He ends up going up to Gabby and saying, Gabby, I need you to listen to my question and don't answer it in a rush. I really need you to think about it and then answer carefully. And he says, did you intend to hurt Brian? And she like thinks about it and she's like, no, you know, we just got into an argument. She goes over her story again. He ends up still separating them for the night, but not legally. He's just saying they basically all these cops get together because there's a multiple on the scene and they say, we'll separate them for the night. If they're dumb enough to go back to each other, you know, that's on them. If we can't keep them apart, then, you know, we'll do our best to do what we can. And so they did. They let Gabby take the van, which was in her name, by the way. And then they sent him off to a hotel or like a shelter or something for the night. So I don't know if they ended up regrouping, but here's where there's a twist. So there's a 911 call that came out today from this guy who saw them on the side of the road fighting and called in nine called 911. But in this 911 call, he says that he sees Brian, who he doesn't name at the time because he obviously doesn't know. But a license plate matches their van, and he said that he sees a male slapping a female, and it matches their description. So now I'm like, was he really the abuser? And she was taking the heat, and she was just saying all that because she was scared of what he would do. Like, I just have no idea. And now I want to know what those cops that pulled them over, I wonder what they think. And I wonder if they feel bad. I mean, they shouldn't because they did what they I mean, they use their best judgment in that situation. But I wonder if they're thinking like, God, if we just would have cited her or separated them or looked into things a little bit more closely, even though it was an hour and 17 minutes long. I don't know how much more closely it could have gotten. Anyways, I just wonder if they're feeling some type of way about where this has gone now. So latest is that Brian, uh, keep in mind, this is Monday night. I know you're going to Monday. I know you're going to be listening to this on Wednesday. So the latest, as far as it goes right now at, you know, 538 PM on Monday, Brian's parents have been removed from the house. It's now being considered a crime scene. Still don't know where Brian is. Last um, I heard, there were rumors that he was being reported at a Walmart in Alabama, which I'm happy that he's still alive because I will be devastated if he kills himself, which a lot of people were thinking he was going to do from the guilt. Um, I, I was nervous that he was, and we would never find out what happened. Like I, we needed, uh, her family deserves answers. Like it would just be such a cop out. Like I, I hope they find him alive. The other side of this is though, his Instagram is pretty dark. Like there's paintings and pictures of like mutilation and things like that. Like more cartoon figures than actual real life. But he also talks about reading like sick books in his Instagram. And you have to go back. I've only seen this from other people posting it. And I've looked at his Instagram and I have found a couple of these posts myself. But he's he, there was one particular book that he was reading. I can't remember what it was called, but it's about a male who travels through na national parks and like murders people. Hmm. Interesting. 
And there's another part of the story that I don't really know too much about. Um, but there's two women that were on their honeymoon and they were camping and they were murdered. And it was shortly before Gabby went missing. And so at first it was, they said that they were not, first they said that it was related, then they said it wasn't related. Then now people on the internet are thinking that it was related again because one of these women, before they died, sent a message, a text to a coworker saying, if something happens to us, there's a really creepy guy around our campsite. And now they're murdered. And Gabby and Brian were in the area around that time. So what if they were like in on it together and something went wrong? Like, I don't know, spiraling. And I hope like, can we fast forward five years and the Dateline episode about this come out, the Netflix documentary? Not that I want to like, I, I don't know what the word would be, but I don't want to like, I, this is someone's real life. This isn't a, this isn't a fake situation. This isn't, this isn't fiction. And so I feel bad saying like I want to watch the documentary, but it's more so because I want to know the facts like you're I'm following all these different accounts. There's one girl whose TikTok has it like over. Oh, my God. So like millions of views. Her and her boyfriend picked up Brian. He was hitchhiking and he was in the car, offered him two hundred dollars to take him like 10 minutes away. And he said that he wanted to, to hitch a ride to Jackson. And then when she after they'd been in the car for a little bit, she said they were going to Jackson Hole and he freaked out and got out of the car. And so she's obviously talked to law enforcement, but it's just so weird. Like I feel I kind of felt like they were maybe on drugs when they got pulled over. I just felt like and whether that be anxiety medication, I don't I just felt like they were a little giddy. And that could have just been nerves, but I don't know. His behavior seems crazy. And also his parents not talking seems crazy. Wouldn't you want to help? Or do you think that they know something? I was having a discussion with the guy that's on the radio station in um, Eugene. We were messaging about this. And he was like, you know, if you do the right thing. If I'm a parent, you got to talk to law enforcement. So these like parents are fucked up. And while I agree, it's not like I would harbor a fugitive just because they're my child. I also feel like... Your kid comes home, you know that they murdered someone and you know that you're about to lose everything, your privacy, your kid, your, you know, you're about to be the center of attention for the world for a good while. You're going to get death threats and people are going to hate you. Like there's just a lot that goes in with doing the right thing. And the biggest portion of that is they're going to lose a child, their son. They know their son murdered someone. They turn that information over to the police and boom, they're gone. You're probably never going to hug them again. Well, I mean, maybe that's dramatic, but you just don't know. They could end up getting death. There's just so many factors. So while I agree that they should turn them over, I understand if they know something and why they've dragged their feet. Not this long, maybe a day, like 24 hours, like, you know, lock yourself in the house and play a game of Yahtzee and make a nice dinner and then turn them in the next day. I get it. I get it. But if they know and if they were like an accessory to helping him escape or like be out there on the run, then your whole family is locked up in prison. I mean, what do you have to show for it? Oh, it's just so crazy. It's like every... Five years, something of this magnitude happens. It's this highly publicized that has all these twists and turns and no one knows. It's just crazy to me that that sort of evil exists out there in the world. Honestly, it really does. Like it blows my mind that let's just say, you know, right now we're just assuming that he's guilty, right? It could, who else could it have been? Watch this story have some big plot twist. But it just let's just assume that it's it's Brian, because that's what a lot of people are assuming. It's crazy to me that that amount of evil can exist in someone. Can you imagine being capable of murdering someone? I can't even I cannot even wrap my mind around it. 
I cannot even wrap my mind around and this poor girl was a nutritionist before she just wanted to be a YouTube she just wanted to be on YouTube she wanted to be on Instagram she wanted to be an influencer she wanted to live that hashtag van life my sister didn't know what that was she's like what are the what's this van that she's writing in I'm like oh this is a thing van life is a thing um and now she's gone she quit her job on the on the road with her fiance traveling posting YouTube videos living off the land get you living the life and no I can't imagine being in such confined quarters with someone for so long not that that would drive me to kill but it'd probably make the thought cross my mind just kidding <laughs> but honestly being I mean just being stuck in a house with someone all the time is rough we've all learned that in quarantine um but being stuck in a van with someone like that oh my lanta oh my lanta and being that young and obviously there's just so much speculation right now but I hope that we find out what happened that was another thing how did if he murdered her like inside how is there no forensics on the van but I guess they had also found I don't know in the van or in couldn't have been in his room because they just got access to the house but like he had read books on how to clean up a crime scene and things like that. Oh, God, it makes me feel physically sick thinking about it. Watch all this stuff happen by the time this episode comes out. And you're like, Megan, this is old news. But either way, I just I've been talking to so many people about it in my DMs and I just feel so bad for her. Can't I just it's so weird when you something is so highly publicized like this. I feel like I know her. Like I feel like I'm like not wouldn't say like more I mean I wouldn't say I'm like mourning the loss of this girl, but you feel like I can't believe that she's not I can't believe that she's dead. I think it's because, you know, there's this long dash cam video or body cam video mixed with her YouTube. Like she just was such a like a real person to me. Most times when you see cases like this on the news, you see still frame pictures of them. But we've seen her move. We've seen her cry. We've seen her laugh. We've seen her hike. We've seen her sleep. We've seen her eat. You know, we've seen her. I guess it's no different than like an actor or pop star dying because like we've seen them. But this just feels I don't know. It feels different. Brett's downstairs making a chicken pot pie. A dairy-free chicken pot pie because, oh, my God, it's so bad. I just need to, I just need to, I feel like I just need to get a better routine. I know I say that all the time, but holy shit, I'm, like, really realizing it. I, we just need to start eating better during the week. We need to make time for ourselves. We need to make time for working out. We need to make time for, like, actually making dinners because we are just in a vicious cycle of doing eating shitty food being shitty people and it makes us feel like shit like you're just we just don't have any of those good endorphins flowing because we're we're always tired we're always complaining we're always cranky if we could work in some healthy habits into our life whether it's just like i don't even care if i'm just doing a peloton for like 10 minutes if i'm doing something to make myself feel better I need to do it because we are in a not good rut and rolling into the holiday season. We could either it could either be a snowball effect where we make it 10 times worse or we could try to get in some better habits right now approaching that season. And that's what I'd like to do. Brett's downstairs making a chicken pot pie that we can eat for the week. And I'm going to go downstairs and do a Peloton 
to get ready for Cody Rigsby's Dancing with the Stars debut tonight. Um, I, I feel like the internet did some investigating and he was wearing yellow in his picture for tonight and Cheryl's wearing yellow as well. So people think that him and Cheryl are teamed up, which as you know, I've only watched Dancing with the Stars for one season. So I don't really have an opinion about the people, but I'm excited that he got Cheryl because I like her and I feel like she went pretty far last season. She's a good dancer. I have really high hopes for Cody Rigsby. So... That being said, episode 70 next week, I really feel you guys, I'm not that's been going down like a lot, but it's been steadily going down the people that listen. And I'm like, am I not killing it anymore? I think back to what I used to do at the beginning and I used to tell all these stories, but I just had all these stories on deck. And now I tell stories about what's happened in the past week. And if something strikes my memory that relates to that, then I'll, you know, like the skates today. I wasn't, I didn't have it written down that I was going to tell you that my feet used to stink when I was 16. It just happened. So, and I, I, I just don't know if I'm like, I don't know. I feel so unsure. This girl that I know, the girl that was on the podcast, Morgan, um, when we talked about Bachelor, she kills it on social media and she's a TikToker and she's uh, she posts a lot about Bachelor, but she also does a lot of Real Housewives, which I don't keep track of. Anyways, her social media game is on point and she is just like all of her TikToks are so great. And so she posted this week or this last week that she is she got a she's starting a podcast and like she's on a network. I don't really hadn't really heard of it before, but it's like a social media network. And so they're sponsoring our podcast, basically. So you know how like Bitch Bible and Not Skinny But Not Fat are on Dear Media. It's like that type of thing. And I'm so happy for her and I'm so excited for her. And I am just wish that I had that like that like thing. Like I don't feel like I don't I feel like this podcast doesn't have that like thing that makes it what it is. I feel like it's just totally a mixed bag of whatever. And there's some episodes that are great, but then there's some episodes that are just like, you know, like today's episode. Did I make you laugh? I, I don't know. I'm thinking back to it and I'm like, I don't, I don't, did, did I? I just feel like I need that thing and I haven't found it yet. And I'm just like, oh, people that are just coming out with podcasts are like already sponsored. And I don't even have enough time to like, go back and edit this podcast the way that I used to and like sit down and listen to everything. And I just wish that I had more time. And I hope that you guys are still enjoying it because the only reason that I do it is for you. I mean, I do it for me too, but I like really find joy in the consistency that I have with this podcast. But I still hope that you guys think I'm like going to get emotional. I still hope that you guys think that I'm putting out a good product because I really do carve time out of my weeks to do this and I do it for you and I do do it for myself too but I really hope that you're still enjoying it and I understand that life gets in the way and like people drop off drop off and then play catch up and like probably some of the people that are even closest to me are busy and just can't listen all the time and I get that but I've seen it reflected in the numbers recently and I'm like do I suck do people not like it anymore is there something there's something that you'd like to hear that I'm not doing I mean tell me I'm always open for suggestions literally today at my job I really can't go into much too much detail but I talked to someone that was uber rich like millions of dollars and I was thinking like god how nice would it be and the person was so nice on the phone to me like she was so nice and I'm like probably super nice because they don't have a care like they're rich they don't not the money buys everything but they just don't have a care in the world they're probably happy you know, didn't mind that they had to wait on the phone for however long to get to me. And I'm like, how nice would it be just to be like carefree and be able to do what you want and have all that time to like invest in yourself? I don't know. 
I really hope that you guys are still enjoying it and that you're like wanting to come back every week and not doing it out of necessity because you are pitying me because I still enjoy doing it. And um, I just know that practice makes perfect and consistency is key. So at some point, something's got to give, you know, like watch me thrive in like five years. Wouldn't it be cool if like this turned into something and I could quit my job and just put all my time and effort into it and just really fucking kill it? You guys have no idea how great it could be. Um, I really wish that I would have realized that when I wasn't working, but you know, (laughs) here we are. Thanks for coming back and being here for another week. I appreciate you being here through the 30-minute episodes, through the hour-long episodes, through the episodes where I have a good story, through the episodes when I don't, through the episodes when I'm just talking about The Bachelor and about Benny and what he's eating and what colors his poops are. Like, thanks for being here through all of that. I really appreciate it. Trust me. Um, Episode 69 next week. That means episode 70. If you don't know how to count, you're welcome. Thanks for being here for another week. I hope you guys realize that when I go, what the chuck with me, Megan Rage. I'm like kidding. It's like a joke. Or maybe you think I'm serious, but I'm really going to work on doing a pre-recorded ending and opening. I've been thinking about that more and more lately especially listening to a couple just different podcasts and how it just, I don't know, it kind of cuts that like right now, where do I land the plane? (laughs) I can land at any time now, like getting off the phone. Okay, bye. Like, I don't, I just, so I just started doing the making with me, Megan Rage, but it's really stupid. So I really need to get something recorded so I can just like end it and then that's it. And then it's like, hey, thanks for listening to the what the, you can find, you know, really professional sounding. I need to pay the voice people to do another Um, voice recording for me for the intro and outro. So maybe that'll be on my to-do list for the week. A little little podcast to-do list. I have all these to-do lists for my life and for my other jobs. Maybe I should start writing a to-do list for the What the Chuck podcast and just take it task by task each week just to improve. You know, there's always room for improvement, especially here at the What the Chuck podcast. Okay, catch you next week for episode 70. As usual, you can follow me at What the Chuck podcast on Instagram. Share it, rate it, unless it's under five stars, then don't. Tell a friend, maybe about another episode, maybe not this one. I don't know. Was it good? Then tell a friend. If not, maybe don't. But think, but definitely come back next week. But just don't tell a friend about this week. Tell them on a week when it's better or send them a previous episode. Okay, landing the plane now. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.